welcome to the Business Brainwave Show with Renata Jute, where we will look at ways to optimize your business. So, leading on from our previous episode, we will now look at natural energies. So, what exactly is natural energies? It's really the place where we act from without thinking. It's our natural talents. It's how we react, how we respond. You know, it's that way where people go, oh, you always respond like this. It's your natural way of responding. You always react like this. So it's really the, you don't even think about it. It's just the who you are, the way you are. It's an instinctive way of being and acting. So when it comes to teams, it's very important to harness these natural energies and especially to ensure the natural flow and to also create a sense of belonging and contribution. So you can understand that if you have a natural energy of a person that is always high-spirited, always wanting to find a solution, always like, okay, what's the next thing? And you pair them up with a very reserved, very quiet person that's always wanting to just not have noise, not have too much movement around them, want to look at the data, want to look at the how, how, that that will almost be like a wet blanket for this high-spirited, let's run off and conquer the world type of person. And immediately you can create conflict within your team. So rather than harnessing this beautiful natural energy that both these parties have and the beauty that both these people bring to your business, you will now actually dampen both and create animosity and conflict. And the funny thing is that learned behavior will never trump natural energy. Sometimes we think, well, maybe we can learn to behave differently. You know, sometimes as we grow up, our mother will say, you know, don't be so reactive. Or um, why can't you just be like your friends and go out and make friends? Come out the corner, get your nose out of a book and go and just make friends somewhere. But if you have a certain natural way of being, learned behavior will not trump that. You can sometimes fake it till you make it a little bit. But in critical moments, those stresses, those very stressful moments, what will happen is those critical moments will naturally trigger your instinctive behavior. So you will basically just act from your natural energy. You will just act instinctively. It's, it will come without thinking. So where you can learn certain behaviors, it's almost like you have to step back and like, okay, wait, let me take the 24-hour rule. Let me like think about how I will reply here. Where when it's that reactive moment, it just comes from your, who, who you are, your natural essence. So this is why it's so important to 
identify how you respond under stress in those critical moments. Because this will very much be an indication of your natural flow, your natural way of being. Another way how we um, identify your natural flow and your natural way of being is, of course, with various types of identifying um, or identifier profiling tools that are out there. The one tool that I prefer to use and that I work with quite closely is the Contribution Compass. And I have very successfully used the Contribution Compass to work with teams and to work with individuals. Um, and once you understand the unique contributions that you bring to a team, that your team members bring to the team and to the business, all of a sudden a lot of things make sense and we understand how we can harness more from our teams. So if we look at how the contribution compass um, identifies these natural energies, we actually put it into four main categories. So we have an activating energy, we have an inspiring energy, we have the sustaining energy, and we have the refining energies. And what is important to understand is to make business successful, to create successful teams, and for it to reflect on our bottom line, if we think about it like that, we need a combination of all these natural energies. So you can't just have one or the other or you need a combination for things to run smoothly. So let's find out a bit more about these different four energies. Well, if we look at the activating energy, these are the people that would focus more, or the energy more, on ideas, innovation. So, new, better, always running a million miles a minute, coming up with all the new ideas. Uh, let's do this, let's do that. And um, But again, doesn't help you've got all the ideas and you don't have a team around you that make these ideas come to life. These people are high drive, high energy. Um, so go, go, go often. So very important to when you look at your team and you say, oh, okay, that you understand that you cannot put a person like this in a boardroom and say, okay, guys, we're going to be here for four hours and we are now going to look at spreadsheets and data and then expect this person to sit and contribute value. Not that they don't, but do not try and pin them down for four hours where they need to do, sit still and do that. Their drivers of growth 
more than anything else is potential. What is the potential for new, for exciting? And these are often the individuals that are, for instance, happy to hot desk. Happy to not even, for the most part, have a desk. They are the guys that will run into the office and go from desk to desk and they couldn't even care where they leave their jacket. They're actually just popping in to share an idea and then they off somewhere else again. They don't need, generally, that space that is their home, that they need to come to where their cup is always the same, where the stapler is, where they left it. That's not this person. Now, if we look at the inspiring uh, team member, this would be that individual that's more focused on people and performance. They are the people in your office that's always asking about everyone, wanting to know how everyone is, and they are truly engaged and truly interested. They're not just doing it because it's supposed to be done. They are also the people that the minute the management team wants to bring in any form of a change, they will immediately go, but how is this going to affect the people? They are generally very warm, uh, motivating, and they can often be late. Not late because they weren't considering, but they got caught up with the person down the passage. So they may be on their way into a meeting. But then someone got talking to them and the person had a real personal issue. And rather than saying to this person, listen, I'm on my way to another meeting, I'm going to be late, they will give this person all their attention. So, not always, I'm generalizing here, but just to give you an idea, when you are thinking about people in your team, I'm sure you've already gone, I know who that is in my team. They're drivers of growth. If you want to get these people to be happy and engaged in your team, what's going to get that for them, what's going to be getting them happy and engaged is connection. How do you create a higher level of connection for them? So do not put these people in work from home, for instance, situations. Or, um, yes, we are now going to decentralize the office. These would have been your people that would have really struggled the most during COVID. When all of a sudden they were stripped away from their office space where they could communicate, where they had that sense of community, where they could really care about the people. And all of a sudden they were left alone at home. They will really struggle with being alone. Um, but they would have also been the people that would have probably organized all the team meetings all the Zoom meetings, they would have been the people that went, okay, this is the platform that's going to work. Listen, guys, we now have all these meetings. Uh, we're going to connect this way, that way. Um, they would have probably been the drivers to get people back at the office. So that's the team people. They are the people people. So that's your inspiring energy. When you look at the sustaining energy, these are those people in your business that are focused on the execution and the delivery. 
So remember your activating guy. That was the person running around a mile a minute with all these ideas. The sustaining energy is going to come in and go, okay, and how are we making this happen? And how are we going to deliver? We want to deliver this to the people. So these are the people that make your promises come true. They are the trust and the rhythm in your business. They are the regular people. The I often say rinse and repeat. These are the people you can always press on their button. You know they always have your back. They are just there. And they very much, their drivers of growth is a sense of belonging. So the same as the inspiring energy when COVID came and we all got taken out of the office space and we were told go work from home, they would have also very much struggled with being taken away from that sense of belonging. These are the people that in your office would be the guys with the pictures of the grandchildren and the children and the card, the Mother's Day card that their child made them when they went to kindergarten and this child has already been married for 10 years and they would have the ashtray or the cup that the grandkids made them in kindergarten. These are the things that they, they have the things around them that says that this is my tribe, this is where I belong, this is where my roots are. They are very slow to job hop. They are very slow to just leave your organization. They will leave your organization when they truly feel that they don't belong and when things are really not working for them. So when these people start moving out of your organization, when these people are disengaged, you really need to Take note. You need to step up and say, what is going on here? Not that when anyone else is disengaged, it's not concerning. But when these people, it takes a lot more for these people to become disengaged. And then finally, we look at the refining energy. Now, when we look at the refining energy, these are the people that focus more on systems. So where we had the inspiring people, who were more interested in people and performance, the refining guys are going, no, 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 give me a computer to do that. Give me a system to do that. And when they are not fully mature in their profiles, they can even go as far as to go, how do I replace the human with a system? So again, you can now understand that if you throw in the same room people that are all about people, and then you put people that are all about systems, And these two cannot find common ground that you can actually, again, create a conflict rather than a working together in your business. These people are generally analytical. They vary about the precision, about the accuracy. It's more about data, numbers, words. It's not about emotions. For them, Emotions is not really necessary in the job where when we look at the inspiring people, it's all about the emotions. When we look at the sustaining people, they could work very well with the refining people because for the sustaining people, remember, we want things regular. 
the same over and over, where the refining energy wants things accurate over and over. So you understand how these teams can work very well together. Drivers of growth for the refining energy. Man, here these people want order. They, in certain circumstances, some of them are really good at transforming chaos to order. So they can step in, they can look at where something is chaotic, to a certain extent, and go, how do I order this chaos? And they can fix it very quickly. But if you want to get these people disengaged, what you do is you keep changing the goalposts. If you keep creating disorder, if things keep changing, there's never any form of certainty, you will very quickly start creating a sense of disengagement. The same very much for the sustaining energy. Those people don't hot desk. They want their own little space where the stapler stays, where no one messes with their pens, and where there is a sense of certainty. Now, although the refining energy doesn't need a sense of certainty, they want a sense of order. And if they've, if they've sorted out that chaos, and they get back there in a week, and that chaos is back, and they fix it again, and a week later the chaos is back, it will not be very long before this person goes, no, 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 no. Clearly what I am doing is either not valued here, or it's not my space where I belong. So there we have it. When we're looking at the contribution compass, we have the four main energies. We've got the activating energy, the, our ideas, guys. We've got the inspiring energy. Those are our people and our performance, guys. Then we've got the sustaining energy. Those are our execution, our delivery. How do we deliver on the promise, people? And then the refining energy, and those are the systems, the data, the numbers people. They just want things accurate, things to work. These are the people focused on optimization. Great. Now, the next couple of episodes, we will start looking at the different unique contribution styles and the contribution energies. If you wish to learn more about the unique contributions of your team or you wish to find out more about the Contribution Compass tool, please feel free to contact us on info at noblegroup.co.za or visit our website nobleprosperity.co.za. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Business Brainwaves. For more Business Brainwaves, please visit my website nobleprosperity.co.za, follow me on Facebook, or connect with me on LinkedIn. For easy access, the links are posted below.